This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Someone who is very familiar familiar to us here on Fight Back is back in the news, and he's attempting to heat up the race for the leadership of the NDP. Retired Colonel Pat Stogren, once Canada's first veterans ombudsman, has decided to enter the fray. He's an outsider to the party. He is unlikely to stick to the script. He is one of those political outsiders that seem to be having success these days, and he says he's the one who can breathe some new life into a party that's fallen below 20% approval in the country. Pat Stogren joins us now. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Fine. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. Well, uh, I, uh, congratulations, if that's the the uh, right word. Uh, what made you decide to do this? Well, I'm not sure it is the right word. I, uh, it, it creeps me out to think that I now call myself a politician, but uh, um, w- what caused me to uh, make this move is that uh, basically it, it can be encapsulated in what you saw as uh, as the veterans ombudsman, um, the system is severely broken, um, and uh, um, things have to change. And yeah, I'm not sticking to the script because to stick to the script is to deny the requirement for change. And uh, uh, people have to understand that um, if they want the system to change for the better, then we can't use the same thinking going into the solution that we used getting into the problem in the first place. Okay. Uh, do you have a plank? What do you, what, what would you do if you got elected? Uh, well, that, that's a huge question right now, considering I'm still trying to scratch up the 30 grand to get into the fight. Okay. But, uh, no, fundamentally we've got to change our, uh, autocracy. We've got to break open, um, the bureaucracy and uh, make it accountable to the people for the money that is wasted between the uh, garbage promises of our politicians and the program funding getting in the hands of the people in Canada that need it. You know, it, it goes back to your 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 last topic of discussion. Uh, so much gets swallowed up in in government that we don't even see. And uh, to put on top of it, the the uh, political parties uh, are uh, amongst the corporate elite now, and it's uh, they're shaking each other's hand and patting each other on the back, and meanwhile uh, we're facing uh, a, a, an economic crisis for our young millennials, we're facing a uh, security crisis in uh, the Middle East and uh, and Europe um, we're, we're facing social crises with our First Nations and the environment and uh, the list goes on and on, but it seems that uh, it doesn't matter whether we have liberal conservatives or conservative liberals in party. Um, the emperor just keeps fiddling while Rome is burning to the ground. 
Okay, but if if you get elected, you have to work through the government. So how do you do that? Well, I know where the problems are within government, and uh, it's uh, a matter. The first thing is is open by default, and you probably heard somebody very very famous and very powerful now who made that promise to Canadians, but has abandoned it. The other one would be uh, offering the representatives from the uh, constituencies the uh, getting rid of first-past-the-post so that they have the moral authority to speak in Ottawa on behalf of their constituents. We've got to uh, make sure that the bureaucracy, and we saw this with Kevin Page, like all the, all the dominoes are stood up for this. Kevin Page said uh, when we were under the reign of error of, of Stephen Harper that senior bureaucrats were asleep at the switch. They were too busy feathering their own nest uh, setting themselves up for their next job or the, the next appointment by the government rather than telling the government that this is not on. And uh, it, we, we live in an information age, but we're running our democracy the way it was invented in the Bronze Age. Uh, so are you, talking, is, are you talking about changing the electoral system? Is that that's your priority? Oh, that is definitely my, my priority. Absolutely. We've got to break the stranglehold that politics incorporated has on the system and and i gotta say it even within the uh... the ndp which has fewer barriers to entry than uh... either the liberals or conservatives the system is stacked to uh... Um, allow those two parties to just basically hand over government and let, let's take a just, look at just a at minute Bible. let me pat let me ask you a question though um, the liberals promised that they backed away from it do you think that uh... the regular people who may be dissatisfied with government now. Do you think that's a priority for a regular person changing our electoral system? I would say absolutely, because that, that is where the problem stems from. And I was about to say that information in this day and age is power, and secrecy is their enabler to uh, deceive us. And, it, like, look at veteran affairs. Just And I don't want to be a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. But the whole time that I was Veterans Ombudsman, we had three different ministers who stood up there talking about all the money that they were pouring into the hopper, and, and veterans and people were rejoicing, saying, uh, salvation is nearby. But uh, at the end of the day, shortly after or before I left office, it was revealed that that whole time, from 2007, $1.13 billion was returned to the general revenue fund in other words it doesn't matter what the promises are uh, that you know the budget day is a fiasco because what you have to do is get into the line items on the departmental performance reports to in order to find out where this money is going and whether or not it's actually getting into the hands of the people who need it and i can say categorically based on my experience that uh... Uh, it's not getting into the veterans' hands. Like, notwithstanding the new programs they're, they're uh, uh, proposing, the money doesn't make it through the system. It gets turned off by senior bureaucrats. Uh, okay, it, Pat, we just we have less than a, uh, a minute left. Uh, have you got any support inside the party yet? Oh, I've got huge support. There's, there's all sorts of uh, uh, pragmatic progressives who uh, recognize that... Uh, um, the extreme left within the party, uh, those who would abolish, do great harm by abolishing pipelines and and, uh, and leaving NATO, uh, are just destining the party to uh, becoming obsolete. 
and that they have to, if they ever want to be able to influence the course of events, then they're at the very least, if not forming the government, they have to be in a position where they can be part of a minority coalition in order to be able to affect uh, change. Otherwise, they might as well be a non-governmental organization because they're basically just somebody yelling at the other from the other side of the floor at question period. Okay, Pat Stogren, uh, that's all the time we have. Thanks so much for that, and we will be following your candidacy closely. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.